Hey everybody, welcome to the After Amen podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tanya, and we are excited to have you here for another episode. So we're just going to jump right in. We hope you enjoy. Well, hey everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Hola. <laughs> um, welcome back. Welcome back. Part three. Is this three? This is Part three. three. Yes. Part three of the armor of God. Are you sure it's part three? Yes, yep. it's three. Man, it doesn't Don't feel like question it's been me. three part. Anyway, um, I think that we need to just get out of the way. Yeah, we a got few some. Things. We got some housekeeping. We got to take care yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we don't have to take care. Yeah, of it. it's 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 not us. It's uh, it's the nightmare, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> A.K.A. The Nightmare Connor Stroop. A.K.A. Connor Stroop. I see where this is going. Okay. (laughs) So, if you have not listened to the Wrestling for the Faith podcast for this week, which highly recommend that you check those guys out. They are amazing. Very good episode. Yes. It was, yes, outside what we're about to talk about, that was probably... Honestly, an episode that spoke very, very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it started with some tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> tomfoolery, Connor. Mm-hmm. What was the tomfoolery? Tell us about the tomfoolery. Mm-mm-mm. He brought up the Tennessee screw job again. No, not mm. the Tennessee screw job. And mm. I guess this is just going to have to be one of those agree to disagree things until it, next remnant. It'll go down in history at, that he won, but it goes down in history that Shawn Michaels beat Bret Hart. So, I mean, you know. And, oh, and, and just okay. to be, just to um, touch on something here, I'm, I'm going to do what Casey said. Screw, oh, yeah. jo- screw we're, job. We're not being vulgar. <laughs> yeah, we're not being vulgar. Screw no. job is a wrestling term yes. for someone that was cheated. And that was what happened. <laughs> So I'll have you know, Casey, if you're listening, and I know you will, but I will have you know that this boy went so far as to have me look up the Hold on kickball now. official rules. No, you <laughs> looked it up after I said that the rules didn't make much sense. <laughs> but but are the rules even the, even the, the issue here? I, I, I take it the scoring was... Some of, that I think was it's some the of lack it of knowing the rules. Okay, okay this, is, this is the part that he left out, that he you know conveniently left out. Oh, okay. He, when Tell he us. talked about when we went into an inning and they scored three runs, and <laughs> at the beginning of the inning it was 11-9. Well, the inning before we had scored two, at the beginning of the inning it was 10-9. <laughs> But somehow at the end of the inning after we scored two, it was 11-9. So back when it went to 12-9 and it was 12-12 after they scored three, I was like, okay, now now they see how I feel. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound like that's that's Casey and his team's fault. That sounds like a scorekeeper issue, which they addressed, to and, be fair. And, and to be fair, he said that I was whining about it when he <laughs> did it as much as I did. <laughs> and I will have it known do that you, I called a pop fly off of him, so I feel good about myself. Do you know what I am what I'm seeing here? It's a pattern. Do y'all know what the pattern is? What's the pattern? You guys don't know how to lose. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I do not know what you're talking about. Mm-mm-mm, I can lose just the competitiveness. Fine. You, know, you know, baby Stroop, aka Tanner. He he didn't seem to have a problem at all with with any of this. Yeah. He, 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> I mean, he was on the winning team, so. Well, I got victory in Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. I love, I love how Coach pointed out that those those last two runs didn't count because yeah. all they had to do was score well, one to we, get up. <laughs> we walked off the field after the winning run hit home plate. So, of course, they don't count. Okay, well, yeah. here's the deal. Josh and I are determined we are going next year yeah. to the Remnant re- Youth Retreat. Therefore, I, being the rule follower that I am, mm, I am going to read up on these rules mm. and get very familiar with them. Come on, and then I can be the official referee and possibly help with the scorekeeping. <laughs> I, th- I think the scorekeepers need a little help there. <laughs> We love you, Denna and Jana. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we just had to have a little fun and poke a little That's fun right. at Casey and Coach, which Coach was all on your side. Oh, Apparently, yeah. he was oh, on yeah. your team. I love Coach. I'm assuming. I love Coach. Oh, you don't love Casey, though? Oh, I love him, too. It's a love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah you know. Okay, boys, I put think your we differences got, aside. I think we got a bit of a rivalry going on here, and I, I don't think it's going to be settled until the next retreat. No, 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 no maybe no, not I'm, even then. I'm counting down the days. I'm this counting may down be an the ongoing days. thing. That's right. <laughs> All fun and jokes aside, we are super excited to be back, and we are very, um, very excited to finish out this series on the armor of God because, uh, yeah, this is, this is some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Very good stuff. Stuff that we need to be, I think, putting a little more emphasis on in the body of Christ than what we do. Yeah, Yeah, for Um, sure. I think sometimes we just look at it, and I think I said this last episode too, but I think sometimes we look at it as, um just a cute little analogy in the Bible that we can teach our kids. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we we take it for granted and we look over it. And um, this is something that is, you know, warfare is real. Mm-hmm. Spiritual warfare is a very real thing. And if you are a believer, you are facing it. And if you're in denial about that, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. If you're in denial about that, you're not winning the war. That's right. So, um you know, we need to put on this armor daily and um, be ready because he's not going to be caught off guard. Mm-hmm. So, he meaning the enemy. Yeah. So, we want to make sure that, you know, we are standing at the ready, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so last week we finished up. We did the belts of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes or the sandals of the gospel of peace. Um so we're going to jump right in uh, on verse 16, picking up right where we left off, um, which is with the helmet. I'm sorry, not the helmet, the shield of faith. I'm trying to skip over one. Get your life right. I know. All right. So um, verse 16 says, above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And I think we could sit right there for just a bit. Yeah. I mean, just to be honest, we could um, we could really study that and, and go into a lot there. Um, in my studies, what I'm finding is that the shield of faith that he's referring to, that, that Paul is comparing it to uh, on the Roman soldier's armor, 
is the larger. Uh, my research shows me that they they carry two shields. Mm-hmm. Um, one being a smaller shield, and the other being a larger shield that that um, protected the the vital parts of their body mm-hmm. from these um, flaming arrows. Is what I am I pretty accurate i'm looking at my tech guy aka <laughs> my middle son who history is an <laughs> insanely sharp history buff <laughs> and, and, and one thing i was reading as well is the way they made these shields is they took two big pieces of wood mm-hmm. and glued them together then they covered them with canvas and leather mm-hmm. and they would douse it with water Mm-hmm. when they went into into fight and that way when wow. the fiery oh, darts yeah. the fiery Quench arrows it. it would they would go out wow. when they would hit the hit the shield wow it's just it's it's amazing how that goes right along yeah that and uh, another thing and like mama said i'm a bit of a nerd so <laughs> I, I know probably a little bit more than than most people do about uh the formations and stuff but when they would go into battle or whatever they had formations where Roman soldiers would literally be like super close together and they have these massive shields. So when people would start shooting arrows at them, they had a formation where each person would put their shield in a certain spot. Mm. And basically it was covering you and all the people around you. Mm -hmm. So you basically mean that the whole formation would work together better than a single one better than just a single person it's almost like the the gathering is important almost like it is man like the body was working as as one ah uh, you can be a christian without going to church but you but it's gonna be a whole lot harder just like if you went into battle all by yourself it's gonna be a whole lot harder than if you did it with a group of absolutely. people absolutely absolutely um yeah so one thing that um in this research that i've done um, and y'all probably heard the same thing, but the enemies back in those times in that, in that day and age, the enemy forces would, um, when they would shoot these fiery darts or fiery arrows or whatever, they would not be coming from one direction. Mm-hmm. They would form in different areas and shoot them from all different angles to yeah. try to cause confusion and chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boy, if that doesn't sound like the enemy we deal with mm-hmm. today. Exactly. What better way for the enemy to get you than to cause confusion and chaos in your life? And mm-hmm. I know myself included of so many people that right now are being attacked with confusion and chaos and, um, uh, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is, but just um, destruction in their own lives. And just being honest, I like I said, I'm I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. I've been attacked in a just an unprecedented way lately, and it's it's just the enemy knows how to get you. He knows yeah. how to. I promise you, he's not he's not just haphazardly throwing 
fiery darts. Oh, yeah. No, no he's not he, just lobbing he's them. Strategic. He's very strategic with he's what he sneaky, does. He's sneaky, he's strategic, and he he knows you. Mm-hmm. I always think of spiritual warfare like a chess game, where like we basically have this this chess master sitting over our shoulder telling us what we should do. Mm-hmm. And we're facing this person who's pretty good at chess, but the chess master knows how to put them in their place in two moves. But mm-hmm. we're just like, no, I got this, I got this, I got this. Yeah, and then, I'm not going to listen to the chess master. Then you like throw your queen in there and it dies. Wow. And you're like, help, help, help. Wow. That, uh, I'm kind of taken off, taken aback by that comparison like seriously that is so good that that's that's funny you bring up chess because and i don't even remember where i heard this but um i think it was at a museum in france this class was was on a tour Mm -hmm. and there was a painting and it's called i think it's called checkmate i shared it i think so yeah i shared it with you the other day did you Mm -hmm. yeah and i think it was me so they're looking and it's it's a guy he's playing chess against the devil Mm -hmm. and it's called checkmate and Mm -hmm. the devil's you know he's happy he's celebrating because Mm -hmm. he's checkmated him and the guy's sitting there and he's all down and everything well this kid he's like a world champion chess player and he's just st- sitting looking staring at this at this painting well all the other kids roll on mm-hmm. on the on the tour and he's steady studying it and the guy walks back over and he's like you know come on the tour's going over here and he's like why are you checking this out so much he said that's check that's not checkmate yeah they were like he said you need to change the name of the yeah he said, because all he's got to do is move here, here, and here, and he's got the devil in checkmate. Wow. <laughs> and it was it was just so amazing. And he's like, how do you know this? He's like, because I'm a world champion. I know this game. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just let God, that knows everything. I mean, he is the world champion. He is the world yeah. champion. He's already Let's let him handle Satan. stuff and prom- let's get us out of the way. I promise you, he knows how to fight the battle better than you do. Yeah, for sure. He's he's literally already defeated Satan. Yeah, he so, didn't. He didn't say it is done whenever you do enough works. Right. Yeah. When he got exactly. done on the cross, he said it is done. It is finished. It's it's already won. So why do we keep trying to fix it? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm gonna be honest. I'm one of the guilty ones. Uh, oh, we yeah. all are trying yeah. to, you know. <laughs> trying to fix it myself and fight the battle on my own and and listening to wrestling for the faith this morning that's the very thing i thought of is you know that's one thing they mentioned was when we when we make simple statements like i'm trying lord i'm trying i'm trying well it's not up to us to try yeah. it it's his yeah. yeah we just have to lean into that mm-hmm. And know that he'll do it for us. Yeah. Um, and you know, the reality is that Satan is, uh, the word tells us, he is a roaring, roaming lion mm-hmm. seeking who he may devour. Like, mm-hmm. that's his one goal is to take us down. That's his, that's his goal. Mm-hmm. To take out the Christian. Why but, in the world would we not come prepared? But that's all he is, is a roaring lion. Mm-hmm. A toothless, roaring lion 
that just makes a bunch of noise. Yeah. But we get intimidated by that noise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When if we're just leaning on the line of Judah mm. and let him that's fight a, the battle. That's a way mightier line. <laughs> you yeah. sure I'm, right. Almost, this is a weird way to think of it, I guess. Um, but I think of like what Satan does more like what a hyena does. Yeah. Where it goes around yeah. and it's it's not like it's going to straight up attack you. It's going to try and find the weak link. Yeah. and get the weak link and that yeah. and that's what it's trying that's what Satan's trying to do in your life is he's trying to take whatever's weak and he's trying to get in there because mm -hmm. he knows if he can get in if he can get an inch he's going to take a mile you know it i think it's awesome how it's 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 weird how Jesus how God is compared to the lion of Judah you know this mighty lion and but yet the devil, they also say, is this roaring lion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he's trying to imitate. Yeah, imitate Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and that well, in happens. All actuality, he is. Yeah, that's what he's trying. That's why to do. he got kicked out of heaven. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> and so we got to be we we've got to listen to the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. You know, because mm -hmm. he Satan's out there trying to. Steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, and and that's what he's out to do. And that's that's all Satan does is try and give you an imitation of what God yeah. can give you. Mm. Yeah, because he can't give you nothing but a temporary version of what God can give you eternally. That's yeah, good. That's good. And and Satan knows the word of God. Mm. He used it against Jesus. Of course, yeah. he does. Yeah. What's well, the first thing he did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he tempted Jesus, that's first thing out of his mouth. If you look through that and study that deeply, and I, I encourage everybody to, he's he's got a method with everything mm -hmm. he does when he tries to get to tempt Jesus. He tries to tempt him with a certain order of things in a certain number of ways. Like he, I think if I I could be wrong, he starts out tempting him with like. Jesus just got done fasting, so he tries to tempt him yeah. with trying to get food, mm -hmm. and then. He tries to tempt him by like, okay, prove yourself then. And then he tries to tempt him with material possessions mm -hmm. when he's like, okay, you see all this? I will give all of it yeah. to you if you just bow to me. And first of all, how you going to try and give something to Jesus that's already his? <laughs> that's already he is. Come on. He own it already. But that's what he does. Yeah, exactly. That's what he does. It's a level of manipulation. The reality is every bit of spiritual warfare that we face today is the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is the same thing. It is Satan trying to tempt us well, what, with what we already have. Mm -hmm. With well, if you'll just do this, you'll be rich. If you'll just if you'll just pour your heart and your soul into your job and not your and not your ministry or not the word of God or or what have you, things. you'll have all of these riches. The reality is we already have exactly what we need. Mm -hmm. I always think of the, the Michael Todd message where he, he takes a big rope and he tapes like the very end of the rope. And he said, this right here is your life on earth. And he said that we are so focused on what happens <laughs> in this little thing right here yes. that we lose sight. And then he takes the rope and he like, like flings the rope and he's like, we lose sight of all this. Yeah. And that's the thing is we're trying to store up treasures in that little taped end of, of the rope and yeah. we're not storing up the treasures that we need to be for the rest. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Um, you know, Satan's MO is that he attacks your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions, 
your imaginations. He gets you with fear and all of the lies that he tells you. We talked about a little bit about this last episode about how, um, you know, I think we talked specifically about my struggles with, you know, when I was a little girl and how I would have nightmares. And now the, now it's more so, um, disturbing fears that are brought out in my dreams Mm. that are more so than anything. And, and, but that's just an example of how he works. I'm sure everybody's got their own example of how he, how he attacks them. I mean, let's be honest. If there is a, a little inch of, of, Anything he can grab a hold of, he's gonna do it, mm-hmm. and he's gonna exploit that. Yeah, like I said, or like I said earlier, if he can get an inch, he's gonna take a mile. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yep. Yes, and I love what you said about them and how they would wet the 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 shield mm-hmm. and so that it would extinguish. But the, mm-hmm. the reality is we have access to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And if we will just allow his presence to, to drench us. Yeah, exactly. It'll quench, it'll, it'll quench those fiery darts. darts. Romans eight says, um, if God is for me, then who, who can be against me? Yeah. And that, that's talking about spiritual warfare first and foremost in my mind, because I mean, that's what we're facing really. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if if I'm going into to this this battle, if I'm if I'm gonna pick somebody to be with me, uh, say we're picking kickball teams. <laughs> uh, that I mean, my first pick's gonna be God. I mean, if I'm Absolutely. going into this to this battle, I'm not gonna pick somebody who, well, you might temporarily bring me a little bit of victory, but then later on, it's just gonna crash and burn in your face but the i guess where i struggle is understanding why that is such a hard concept for us to do on a daily yeah. basis yeah and it, just like you said it is you're sitting at a chessboard you literally have the master over your shoulder knows, telling you knows all the moves don't yeah. do that don't do that or do this and what do we do every do time the opposite. Yeah. we do the exact opposite of what he tells us to do yeah. most every time and it it's I mean, humans are just naturally rebellious for some reason. I don't know why. I don't like it. I don't like when I do it. I can't stand it. <laughs> well, I get so mad at my own I, self. I know. Yeah. I get mad at myself while I'm doing it. Yeah. and I'm like, you, you know, know better. Yeah. yeah. Like, you knew that was not the right move. Why I, did you I do I will it? be doing it and be like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> Trust me, you're not. <laughs> All right, so next is the helmet of salvation, and that is going to be in um, verse 17, I think. 17. Yeah. Verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So that both of them are in yeah, that kinda, verse. So, kind of fits together. So helmet of, let's, let's break down helmet of salvation really quick. And this one is really exciting for me. And I, and Mm. because I had a massive revelation when I was preparing for this message (laughs) at the end of VBS and y'all, when I tell you it hit me, it hit me so hard 
and gave me so much drive. So y'all check this out. So a Roman soldier's helmet was basically a leather cap with some metal for extra protection, right? But it had this, typically it had like a, a plume, which if you don't know what that is, it's like a large feather that would come out, kind of, um, kind of come straight out of the top of the hat. Um, yeah. Or, or even if it wasn't a plume, it would be some kind of a decoration of swords. Yeah, with with Roman soldiers, it was more like generals and stuff. It was more like a addition to the helmet yeah. instead of like something else. Yeah. Added to it. So get this. Are y'all ready? Because I don't know if y'all are ready for this. The purpose of that piece of decoration was to identify a soldier by its regiment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Y'all, we as Christ followers, it should not be hard to pick us out. We should be running around easily identifiable to the world. And what does salvation mean? Come on. And and <laughs> salvation and means saved. Yes. Mm-hmm. That should yes. be evident to everybody that that comes in contact with us. And in saying that, represent it good. Yes. Yeah. Because the I everybody's watching. We talked about it. I want to say we talked about it on the podcast, but I know we talked about it on the retreat at the retreat that we went to. Um Sometimes you might be the only Bible anyone ever gets to read. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't do a good example of what a Christian should look like, they'll be like, okay, that's what Christians are like. I don't want to be like that. You well, know? we should not look like the world. No, not at all. We should look nothing like the world yeah. when, if we're being honest. If, if someone sees you, even if they don't see you for very long, they should be able to say, hey, there's something different about him. Yeah. And I know if, if you watch any of our... Uh, live streams or no pastor at all you've probably heard that a million times in your life trust me (laughs) trust me i've heard it a lot but it's it's so it's true it's it's a simple truth yeah Yeah. it's a simple but yet profound truth Mm -hmm. nobody should have to look at us and say well i wonder do they go to church or it should be evident all over us Mm -hmm. all over us you're if you're and i mm, Okay, yeah, I will say it. If your social media Ooh. does not scream Jesus, there we go. But yet, you're showing up to church on Sundays, and vice versa. If you're showing mm-hmm. up to church, you're not showing up to su- church on Sundays, mm-hmm. and you're not doing things right, but yet your social media screams Jesus. <laughs> If you're either just, way, if you're posting all this stuff saying, Oh, God's so good, and then going and living like you the can, world every single day, you can have the t shirt all you want to, mm-hmm. you can have the social media post all you want to, and you can have a little cross necklace and a verse in your bio, it doesn't mean you're a Christian, exactly. But if your tree ain't producing fruit, come on, exactly, come on. I mean, it, the reality is it goes both ways mm-hmm. because how many, oh, y'all, how, I'm gonna be honest with you, this is one thing that infuriates me. And, and honestly, it is something that I have to keep myself in check about because I get really bitter when it comes to this, if I'm not careful, like in my own flesh, mm-hmm. but to see someone call theirself a Christ follower and then be ugly to someone yeah, and rude, mm-hmm. 
and it just not even bother them. Now I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I've been ugly to people and I've been rude to people, but I've also had a check in my spirit and had to make it right immediately. Yeah. Leave church, go uh, to a restaurant and just mm-hmm. be rude as I'll get out to your yeah. waiter. Yeah. That's yeah. a good example of what God looks yeah. like right there, isn't it? And those are the things that just infuriate me beyond like, I have to really keep myself in check about it because yeah. if I get too angry with them, then I'm not doing any better than they are. Yeah. And I was actually talking to this to about this with someone else earlier today. You can be right about something and go about it the wrong way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that is so important as Christians. And especially if we're, if we're supposed to be setting an example, which we are, if you are right about something and you handle it the wrong way, you're, just as wrong as if you were. Yeah. Well, you're yeah, you're no you longer right anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah. Um, obviously, the helmet has multiple functions. Mm-hmm. Yes, salvation should identify you, but it also protects you. Mm-hmm. The helmet's purpose, main purpose, was to protect a, a soldier. Think about how, think about soldiers now. And, you know, who in their right mind as a soldier would go into battle without their helmet? Yeah. yeah. But we do it every day. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christ follower, you don't because you have that, you have accepted that gift of salvation and, and you're putting that on, or at least I hope you are every day. But... The world, it's heartbreaking to think of how many are out there going through day-to-day lifestyle. And just because they're not Christ followers yet doesn't mean they're not experiencing experiencing spiritual warfare. No, not yeah. at all. And I always think of it as like this battlefield. And all the all these Christ followers are like screaming, hey, hey, it's, it's dangerous out here. Don't come over here. Or mm-hmm. like if you come over here, put on this stuff. Yeah. And everybody's like, I, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And just goes on anyway mm-hmm. and goes on. And when they get hurt and when they do this stuff, then they want to blame God. Mm. It's, it's, it's that, like. It makes me think of, of Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. They're on the beaches of Normandy and this guy gets shot in the helmet. A bullet hits his helmet, bounces off. He's good. Well, when it happens, he just totally freaks out and he reaches up and he takes that helmet off and he's looking at it where that round just hit. And just a few seconds later, he gets shot in the head. All because he took that helmet off. All because he took that helmet off. Mm -hmm. You got to constantly stay ready. Mm -hmm. You can't Mm -hmm. let your guard down. That's right. That's good. You know... I don't think it's a coincidence that, or I know it's not a coincidence, and I know I've said that a yeah, million God times. Do God doesn't do coincidences. <laughs> but for Paul to use the helmet to describe mm-hmm. salvation, mm-hmm. because, and and Joyce Meyer has a book called The Battlefield of the Mind. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where yeah. Satan's going to wage his war first. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With discouragement yeah. and... I can tell you from experience. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. But discouragement and things like that, they start in the mind. But when we are properly equipped with our salvation, 
putting on that helmet, then it's easier to resist things like suicidal thoughts and, and here's, fear here's and the lies. Thing. He tries to tell you that it's you telling yourself this. Mm. He, he doesn't want you to know that it's him. He tries to disguise it as your thoughts. When yeah. it, it's it's really not. It seems like your thoughts. Tr- trust me. Because, I, I mean, there's a certain point when you're following God, you can tell when something's from Satan, when a thought mm-hmm. is from Satan. And I, I literally, because, I mean, I'm, I've told my testimony here before. I, you know, I used to be very suicidal. And those thoughts didn't go away just because I got saved. But I know what the... Anytime I get a thought like that now, I identify it, I rebuke it, and I move on. Yeah. I don't give it any place. But the reality is that if Satan Satan knows that if he can get that discouragement started in yeah. your mind, mm-hmm. then he has either already won the battle mm-hmm. or he's overcoming those huge mm-hmm. odds. Mm-hmm. And the odds are in his favor now. One other thing about those helmets that those Roman soldiers wore those helmets come down right above their eyes mm-hmm. and they also protected the side of their head mm-hmm. right beside their eyes yeah. and down to their jaws. So there's no distractions mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the side of them. They're wow. focused, focused on, on, on where they're going. Wow. They're focused on what's ahead. Man, that's good. On and the goal. The devil don't try and distract you. Yeah. yeah. Especially as a Christian because the thing about it is if you know how to point out Satan's voice in something, his, his a goal is going to be to distract you so that you're not focused on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because, I mean, that's that little inch that he's going to take before he takes them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so right. That's good. All right. And then the last part of that verse talks about the sword of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's very clear. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So... In order to effectively use our sword, which is, like we said, the Word of God, we have to acknowledge that the Bible is the Word of God, but it's also the words of God, mm. inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I was, when, as we started the podcast and everything, as you know, Mama was starting talking, I actually flipped open to a scripture because I knew that this was coming up. Uh, <laughs> I actually flipped open to a scripture in Second uh, Timothy three. Uh, it's verse sixteen. It says, "All scripture is given by inspiration of God, mm. and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work." Mm. And if you know. The reality is if we are not confident in the fact that he inspired the scripture, then you're not going to effectively use it. Exactly. If you're not confident in this being the true word of God, written, yes, by men, mm-hmm. but inspired by the Holy Spirit. I heard this one time and everybody was talking about like, well, I mean, man wrote the Bible. Who else was going to write it? Right. I mean, right. I mean, Jesus was too busy doing works while he was here. And, Jesus had other stuff to do and in a very short amount of time. Business. And you know, one thing I think is cool is all those other pieces of armor are for defense. 
Mm. The sword mm. is for it's an offensive exactly. weapon. Yeah. Because good. you can have all the defense you want, mm-hmm. but the it's not going to stop the enemy from from coming towards you. No. Nope. And when he gets there, <laughs> you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared to fight. Stand. Yeah. And you know we said this at the beginning of this Armor of God series about how this is not a passive thing. No. This no. is a, a full on hand to hand combat action yeah. kind of stance that you've got to take yeah. with this enemy. He's On the not. Daily. I mean, because I promise you, he's not coming at you passively. Yeah. Hey, no. Um, one of the things I had written down is not only did God give us the scripture, but Holy Spirit causes these words off of these pages to come to life and he equips us to use them at just the right time. And I'm going to give you an example of that today that happened. So this morning I was, I've, I've started this new way of studying scripture and I was super excited about it. I was telling, (laughs) I was telling everybody about it last night and sending pictures to everybody because it's really cool. But it's, I'm, I'm again, I'm on the other side of nerdy with like, (laughs) illustrations and like I, I love to journal and all the all those Colors. kinds of things you know all those girly things but I'm, so I had decided that I was going to not only start studying scripture that way but I was also going to start some scripture memorization and I've been wanting to do this for quite some time but I didn't want to use the scripture that I had already used in my study so I wanted to do something else and I just was praying about it and asking the Lord, um, you know, kind of where to take me. And so as I'm praying and, you know, just kind of digging into the word and seeing what God wants to say to me, he directs me to second Corinthians 10 verses four and five. And I was thinking, Lord, that's two scriptures. You know, I, I was thinking, let's start small with a small scripture, but here's what it says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And y'all, I kid you not, this was about 7.30, 8 o'clock this morning. About 9 o'clock, I'm on my way to go get my nails done and I'm listening to a podcast in the car wrestling for the faith <laughs> and ignore the first six I minutes kid of you not they use that exact same scripture and some of the stuff <laughs> that they were talking yeah. about that is just an example of how God yeah. uses God and he, he gives us access to Holy Spirit to to make these words jump off the page at us yeah and and be applicable in our everyday life. Scripture that was written thousands of years ago, y'all. Thousands of years ago. And um, we were talking about this at the retreat, um, one of the last days we were there. But everybody wants to talk about the credibility of the Bible and all that. And I was watching, I don't I don't remember all the details. I don't really remember who it was. Um, I have a friend who could tell me exactly who it was and all that because he's the one that showed me the video. But every time somebody talks about the credibility of the Bible, when we're talking about how old this text is, there's only a few texts that have, that, you know, everybody talks about 
in kind of the same way as the Bible, I guess, is the way to put it. The closest text that, and by the way, we have like thousands of sources for the Bible. Mm-hmm. People don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> the closest text that has anything like any credibility compared to the Bible is Homer's Odyssey, I think. And it doesn't have a fourth of the credibility that the Bible has, like yeah. the actual text and the the sources. It doesn't have a fourth of it. Wow. And so I don't if if y'all are taking all this stuff is, and y'all ain't worried about the credibility of all this. Why are y'all worried about the credibility of the Bible? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and you know, the reality is that's just another attack of the enemy mm-hmm. trying to plant seeds of doubt in people's mind. And, and I, I don't know that I've ever seen a society more plagued by attacks of the mind mm-hmm. than, than are now. I mean, well, you know, we're not going to get into all that cause that's, yeah. that's something that could yeah. keep us going down a rabbit hole, but, yeah. but let's be honest, you can see it all around you. Yeah. One, one thing I wanted to touch on, talking about the sword being an offensive weapon, the word of God being an offensive weapon back Connor, what you said about Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Satan Satan looked at him and said, if you are the son of God, Mm -hmm. Satan knows he's the son of God. He knows good. But you're going to say if to Jesus, come on now. (laughs) And what did Jesus do? It is written. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every, Every time, time that he tempted him, he used, he used scripture yeah. exactly. to combat what Satan was saying to him. Yeah. And Jesus is supposed to be our model. Exactly. It, so if we're modeling ourselves to be like Jesus, I mean, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Um, I know a really good series on Wednesday nights that we did a while back called The Jesus Pattern. <laughs> Jesus pattern yeah. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, I mean, if we're modeling ourselves on jesus which is what mm-hmm. as christians we're called to do we should be combating the enemy the way that jesus did and what way did he do it with, with the, word. the word with the word with the word and you know here's the really cool thing that i found about the the sword that really intrigued me when you look at a roman soldier and their sword first of all this sword was not some dainty little fencing <laughs> sword that you could whip around you know it was a heavy duty piece of armor like it was it was big Mm -hmm. and you didn't just haphazardly go out there and sling that thing around and i talk with my hands y'all so y'all can't see me but i'm getting it oh yeah she she getting it (laughs) you had to train with it you had to train with it. If you are going to be a no. superior fighter... Wait, you have to spend time with it to know how to use it correctly? Time, not only do you have to spend time with it, but you have to put it into practice. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah, See where I'm going with crazy. this? See where I'm going with this? You, a soldier had to practice his swordsmanship in order to be proficient at it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. If that ain't a word... Come on, y'all. The sword is the word of God. If we are not practicing the word of God and we are not in this word of God, we will never effectively use it. Mm. Never. Come on. Never. I get excited because y'all know how I feel about reading the word. (laughs) And I haven't always been this way. So 
this is, yeah, you know, and, and and that's why I'm so passionate about it is because there was a time that I didn't think it was that important. Yeah, yeah. And now I know how important it mm-hmm. is. So if you hear me getting excited and my, my voice getting high pitched, that's why. <laughs> I mean, if you're dealing with a lot of things, if like maybe if you're new in your walk with Christ or whatever, and you're dealing with a lot of attacks and you don't know how to handle it, how much time are you spending in your Bible? Mm. And maybe no one's told you that you have to spend your time yeah. in your Bible to be able to properly combat the enemy. Yeah. But if you're dealing with all these attacks so much and you don't know how to handle it, that's why. Is because you're not practicing what you're not practicing what you're supposed to be. Yeah. 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 Um, and Josh, you know, you already alluded to it, but if Jesus uses the word to fight the enemy, heads up, guys! I think we need I to do it as well. We need to be doing it too. Um, so, will you read uh, verses eighteen through twenty for me? Got to get back there. <laughs> I done made it over to Matthew. Done made it over to a different one. Uh, you said 18 through 20? Yes. All right. Uh, all right. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So the idea in this scripture in verse 18 specifically is all kinds of prayer, prayer upon Mm -hmm. prayer, meaning every kind of prayer you can think of corporate, which is group prayer together with the, with, with the body of Christ walk and pray Mm-hmm. a fervent prayer which means like an intense prayer yeah that's the kind of prayer that jesus prayed in the garden i think yeah when that's what i think of when i think of fervent prayer individual prayer get alone with god um sometimes you just gotta kneel sometimes mm-hmm. like i said a walking prayer like walking yeah. as you walk i do that a lot um a silent prayer Maybe sometimes you're in the middle of a battle in a place, in a public place where you just can't just say the things you want to say out loud to God, but you can still pray silently. Um, sometimes you got to get war room angry and shout. Yeah. I mean, look at um, Priscilla Schreier in that, in that movie War Room. And and the the little old lady I cannot remember her name I don't remember her name. That's such a good but movie. But the 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 imagery I get when I think of a shouting prayer is her dancing around that kitchen and just <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. it. Um. But a constant prayer, maybe maybe you're just in constant prayer over something. Sometimes we we groan in the spirit when we pray, mm-hmm. and y'all don't turn me off because it sounds weird. Because if you get on a on a deep, intimate level with Christ, you're going to hit times in your prayer life where all you can do is just groan in the spirit, yeah. and sometimes groan out loud. Yeah, I'm I'm just being honest, um, and praying in the spirit. You know, I don't always pray in the spirit, but I do a lot, and I think I do it out of. I don't ever want to pray selfish prayers. Yeah. So that's my, that's, 
it's my heavenly language and it's my my main line for lack of a better term straight to god mm-hmm. and i don't have to worry about whether my mind is thinking selfish thing selfishly as i'm praying mm-hmm. but all kinds of prayer just pray yeah just pray um and i'm going to read a couple of supporting scriptures uh that i found in my studies romans 8 um verses 26 and 27 Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And then if you skip right on over just a few pages over into the next book, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, um, verses, and yes, I said 1 Corinthians 14. I know, that's a, that's a tough scripture. Um, 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and 5 says this, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all, and this is Paul talking, so listen up. I know that he, tongues... He knew what he was talking about a little bit. Right. And I know that tongues are a controversial subject, so don't turn me off just because you hear the word speaking in tongues. Okay? This is Paul talking. He says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues unless he interprets what that the church may receive edification. Now, did y'all hear that? <laughs> he said, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Mm-hmm. That's Paul. Yep. I mean, we'll but save I, that for another day. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you could get off in a rabbit hole. We there. could get in a rabbit hole. But Paul alludes to, to this sort of prayer being a daily part of his life, praying in the spirit, um, and, 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 and in his everyday language. Um, and he doesn't refer to it as it being anything abnormal. Yeah. You know, um, the reality is that we just need to understand that prayer is the activation of spiritual strength. And it is how we make sure that the armor of God works. Yeah. Um, a Christ follower can be completely armed from head to toe, wearing every piece, but without prayer, you'll accomplish nothing. That's right. Because simply wearing it and putting it on is not enough. Yeah. It's got to be activated. That's right. It's got to be used properly. It's got to be used effectively. And the way that's done is through prayer. Um, we've said it multiple times. It's an active thing. It's not a passive thing. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to point out is that one thing I want us all to remember is we don't just battle in spiritual warfare for ourselves. The reality is that a lot of times we're battling for someone else, not even for ourselves. Yeah. Whether it's 
friends, loved ones that are not saved, whether it's maybe someone that we know that is saved and is a Christ follower, but they're just struggling. Mm -hmm. We battle sometimes for them spiritually. Yeah. A soldier is not just concerned with his own safety. What did you say earlier, Connor? <laughs> yeah. About, about, about the formations and yeah. how... I mean, you weren't just protecting yourself. If if that if you were out of formation and weren't doing your job correctly, you could be putting the people close to you in danger. Yeah, yeah. And then in verse 19 and 20, he talks about boldly sharing and not allowing circumstances to stop you. So uh, we have a job to do, a very active, not a passive job, a, a job that's not always easy but a job that is well worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And I would just challenge you as we wrap up today, I would just challenge you to make sure that you're not just putting on the armor and doing the action of it, but you're activating it yeah. with your prayer and your walk. Yeah. Anybody got anything else? I think that's good. All right. Connor, you want to close us out in prayer? I will. Dear Lord, we come to you right now. We just thank you for this podcast, Lord. We thank you for everything that you shared. Lord, I ask that it um, that it just be received with um, open hearts and open minds, Lord. Lord, that you just use this to yes. equip everyone that listens to it, Lord. And and, and uh, wh whether it's a new revelation or something that just needs to be reaffirmed in their lives, whatever it is, Lord, that I just ask that you use it in their lives in a mighty way. And we thank you for everything that you do, Lord, and who you are above everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thanks for joining us.